Hey there, I'm Corey Fowler, and you're tuning in to the How to Adult Show. This is your go-to guide for all things adulting, where we walk you through the answers every time you hear yourself asking, why didn't anybody teach me this stuff in school? From personal finance 101 to careers and business advice to managing your health and wellness, we're here to give you tangible advice, tips, and tricks to help you start succeeding in any and every area of your life. I know you've got this adulting thing, as long as you've got the right info. I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and this is the How to Adult Show. Think back with me to sitting in health class in grade school or middle school. We covered topics like sex ed. We had to do things like memorize the food pyramid. We learned about the importance of exercise to our daily lives and our overall health and well-being. But did anybody ever really talk to you about the importance of sleep? I don't think we ever covered sleep really in any of my health classes, at least not beyond the perfunctory, you should try to get seven to eight hours of sleep a night kind of thing. And with all the information coming out now about the importance of sleep in our lives, I can't help but wonder, why didn't we ever talk about this? Why didn't we ever learn about this as part of our overall health curriculum? We live in a society that glorifies the hustle at the moment, and people are super quick to sacrifice their sleep in pursuit of some of the more rewarding activities like work or exercise. And based on the information that's coming out, it seems like a lot of us might really be on the wrong track when it comes to valuing the importance of sleep as a tool to manage our overall health and well-being throughout the course of our lives. Now, I'm coming at you here today with a review of a book that's all about the importance of sleep. I am the farthest cry from being a sleep expert myself, but I was raised in a household that definitely prioritized sleep, and I know that to function well, I really need to have a good solid night's sleep. So I was automatically more drawn to the conversation here today. I've always been a big stickler about making sure that I get enough sleep, and I love going to bed on time. Just ask my college roommates. Sorry guys. And over the years, I've picked up a few books about sleep just out of curiosity. I've always loved the more sort of sciencey and research type books. And recently I read a book called Why We Sleep by the sleep researcher Matthew Walker. And it seemed to be a really well-rounded and succinct book all about the importance of sleep. And it definitely made an impact on me. So I thought for today's episode, I'd come on here and talk a little bit more about that book and provide you with some of the ideas that are included in that and talk about why I think sleep is really an important health topic that we should learn about so that we are better equipped with the proper tools as adults to manage our own health and well-being properly when we're out on our own juggling our careers and our family time and our workouts and our social lives and generally starting to feel run down a lot of the time. Curious to learn a little bit more about this with me? Let's dive in. So in today's episode, I'm gonna walk you through three things that I learned in this book that seem to be a common recurring theme through a lot of sleep books and in a lot of sleep research, as well as three tips that you're gonna wanna implement into your life if you wanna start making sure that you're getting a better night's rest. Before I get started though, I wanna say a quick hello and welcome to the How to Adult Show. I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and this is a free weekly show produced by the How to Adult School, your source for learning all of the important life skills that you really wish someone had just taught you in school. 
So if this sounds like the resource that you've been waiting for, I want to invite you to go ahead and click subscribe so that you never miss another episode of the How to Adult Show. So this book, it's called Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. And after reading this book in particular, I couldn't help but feel that sleep is a sorely glossed over topic in the overall scheme of our health and wellness educations. Actually, not only does it just feel glossed over, it seems like really a cultural norm to not really value the importance of sleep and rest in our lives. And it's quickly the very first thing that we sacrifice in order to try to fit more and more into our busy lives, to be more productive or healthier. And we see our late night work sessions or our early morning workouts as being vastly more important than the overall need to get a proper night's sleep every night. After learning a little bit more about the importance of getting an adequate night's sleep, it starts to seem like we might be doing ourselves a massive disservice by cutting down on our rest hours each night. And in the book, there were some really interesting research results that the author walks you through that start to leave you questioning whether or not you wanna actually continue living like this and that will make you start to wonder about how much better you might feel and how much better your performance in life could be if you start to make a few shifts to accommodate creating better sleeping habits for yourself. Now, this book as a whole starts out with a whole whack of information all about the impact of sleep on your overall health, your probability for health problems, and your life expectancy. Now, I'm not going to get into any of this because, quite frankly, a lot of this content comes across as kind of scary and kind of doom and gloom, and I didn't read any of the studies in detail that are cited in these chapters, so I don't want to just sort of regurgitate it to you here and potentially scare you with some of the compelling data from the book. But again, if you want to learn more after listening to today's episode, you can go and read it yourself and decide for yourself how you feel about that whole topic. Overall, though, what this book does is present a very clear and compelling argument for the fact that sleep does have a really large impact on your overall health. Personally, though, for the scope of today's episode, I was more interested in how sleep impacts our day-to-day -day function, most namely our capacities for concentration, our abilities to learn and memorize new, new information, and quite interestingly, the effect of sleep on our actual physical abilities. So, the effects of sleep on your concentration. I found this topic super compelling, and apparently the author did too, because he made a really strong argument for the effects of sleep on traffic accident fatality numbers due to fatigue-related errors. Again, this is some of that kind of scary stuff and scare tactics that he dives into, which I don't really love, but the data is there and it's compelling, so go take a look at it. And really what this comes down to is I think that we all probably realize that reducing our sleep hours does affect our ability the next day to concentrate, but I don't think that a lot of us realize how much this actually seems to be the case. The author outlines the catch-22 of the whole body sleep system, which is that a sleep-deprived brain doesn't seem to be able to become fully aware of how much its own performance is reduced. So what this means is you might realize when you haven't had a good night's sleep the next day that you're not quite functioning, all systems go, but you really have no idea and you'll really naturally underestimate just how much worse your performance is for being sleep-deprived. Basically, lack of sleep will make it harder for you to concentrate, but you're not going to be able to recognize and categorize how poor your concentration actually is. 
The author argues that the human body needs more than seven hours of sleep a night in order to maintain proper cognitive function. Now, I don't know about the numbers personally, but I do know that if I don't get a good night's sleep, the next day my workday is absolute and complete garbage if I've really screwed up my night's sleep the night before. So overall, this, this topic, this argument made pretty good sense to me. From there, the next key point that he made that I found really interesting was that sleep has a really huge impact on our memory and our ability to learn. All those all-nighters that you pulled the night before an exam, maybe not actually as beneficial as you'd hoped they'd be. The author cites numerous studies showing that our ability to learn and remember new lessons is significantly enhanced by getting a good night's sleep, both before and after learning something new. Similarly, not getting a good night's sleep shows a detrimental effect on our ability to commit new lessons, new ideas to memory. A good night's sleep helps to cement the new memories that we've made in our brain and helps prevent us from forgetting them. Now, there are loads of fascinating studies that are cited in this book on this topic, and I love reading the overall of a lot of them. Um, and I definitely recommend that you check it out yourself if you think this topic is as cool as I do. Finally, the third important sleep point that he goes into depth discussing is the importance of a proper sleep routine on our actual athletic ability and physicality. I thought this was especially interesting because it often feels like these days we're encouraged to sacrifice sleep in order to fit workouts into our days to make our lives healthier. Also, the cognitive link with sleep probably makes sense to a lot of us, but I don't think that a lot of us think about the impacts on our actual physical bodies when we're laying down to have our night's rest. The author cites data and studies showing that sleep actually impacts all things in the realm of our physical abilities, including and not limited to developing and remembering new motor skills, reducing the time to lactic acid, acid buildup in our muscles, or the time to physical exhaustion in a workout. Not getting enough sleep decreases your actual peak muscle strength or your cardio output. And basically he just says that all aspects of our physical abilities and our athletic abilities are affected by how well we sleep. It's especially information like this that makes me feel that maybe sleep is an important health related topic that we should all be learning a little bit more about. Now, this book goes into great depth about way more elements of sleep in our day-to-day -day lives, but I thought that the best way to pull together the second half of this episode would be to cover three tips to getting a better night's sleep if you're feeling like maybe your sleep health practices could use a little bit of work. First, the impact of artificial light on our sleep cycles actually seems to be pretty extreme. So try to eliminate artificial light sources in your bedroom as much as possible. This means using blackout curtains to get rid of surrounding ambient street light that might be disturbing your sleep and removing other light sources from your room that could be disturbing you like digital alarm clocks or screens that are in your bedroom. Also, it seems to be beneficial to start to reduce your exposure to artificial light in your routine for about an hour or so before you go to bed. So this means dimming the lights in your home in the evening and steering clear of anything that emits blue light, including LED lights and or screens. So our technology, these things are definitely having an impact on our sleep. Now, this brings me to the second tip that he highlights in the book and he really emphasizes, which is reducing our use of technology before we go to bed. 
Most of us have a tendency to sit in front of our screens right up until we go to bed, and a lot of us even bring screens into our bedrooms in the form of our computers, or we mount TVs in our bedrooms, and we use our technology and we watch our screens until eventually we just pass it. While we probably all have heard and have been told that this technology and blue light isn't great for our sleep, apparently the impact on our melatonin production and therefore our ability to have a full night's sleep is way more massive than most of us realize. Like to the tune of, he cites a 50% reduction in melatonin production based on exposure to blue light and technology before we go to bed. This over time has a huge effect on our ability to have a proper night's sleep and it's a really tough habit to break. So try to start to put your technology away for at least the last hour before you go to bed. This means closing your computer, putting your phone in a drawer, and don't read a book on your iPad, read an actual book instead. There are lots of other things that you can do in that last hour before you go to bed. Read a book, have a bath or a shower, enjoy some family time, have a cup of tea and chat, and just generally find ways to remove your technological stimulation, dim the lights, and allow yourself to actually take a chill and unwind before you crawl into bed and try to have a good night's rest. Personally, this no phone thing before bed is something that I started trying to do a few years ago. And it's actually the best to not have your phone allowed in your bedroom. It reduces that late night scroll. You never drop your phone on the face. And most importantly, you don't wake up first thing and check your emails, which is the crummiest way you can possibly imagine to wake up. So three birds, one stone, put your phone in a drawer at the end of the night and don't bring it into the bedroom with you. Finally, he presents a lot of information about the impact of alcohol on sleep. Namely, it seems pretty clear that alcohol consumption suppresses REM sleep, which is a really important part of the sleep cycle for things like memory retention and learning new physical abilities like we talked about earlier. Apparently, alcohol also causes you to have really fragmented sleep. So your sleep is punctuated by all these tiny pockets of waking up in the middle of the night. But these are teeny tiny pockets of waking up that you don't really remember the next day, so you don't know they're happening. But overall, cumul cumulatively, it has a really big impact on your ability to get a proper uninterrupted night's rest. So the problem with this topic is people often get confused about the effects of alcohol on sleep because alcohol does act as a sedative, but it doesn't actually allow your, your, your body to have a proper and natural night's rest. So that nightcap habit that you may have picked up, maybe it's a pandemic habit like a lot of us have these days, it might, yes, be helping you start to feel a bit more drowsy before bed, but it also could be a very compelling reason for why you wake up the next day still feeling hella drowsy. So I am super fascinated by this topic, clearly. I would love to unpack it a bit more for you here, but honestly, it's just better for me to share the information with you, give you the resources, and you can start to read and learn a little bit more on your own, do some more research into this topic, and decide for yourself if you feel the same way that I do about the importance of managing your sleep properly as an aspect of managing our health and wellness as adults. I am really hoping that I'll be able to find some professionals who are experts in this area and who'd be willing to come onto the show and talk about this in a deeper and much more professional capacity than what I'm able to do. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for that coming up in the future. 
Also, I am super curious to know how you feel about this topic. Um, please go ahead and let me know your thoughts and comments in the comments section of the blog or below the YouTube video for this episode of the show. I'd also love to know if you have any more resources or information that you want to share and to know if you feel like this was a big gap in your overall health education that you'd like to learn a bit more about like I do. So that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and don't forget to hit subscribe. Subscribe. Don't be that person. Don't be that person who watches all the way through to the end, loves the information and then doesn't let me know if I'm actually on the right track pulling things together that are useful to you. So please hit subscribe. Let me know that we're on the right track and you'd like to keep seeing more episodes of the show. Once you've done that, once you've hit that subscribe button, you'll also be sure to never miss another episode of the How to Adult Show. And that means that you will get to see me right back here again next Monday with a brand new episode of the How to Adult Show. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the How to Adult Show. Our goal is to make your life easier so you can find today's show notes, links, and free downloads all in one place at howtoadultschool.com. If you like today's show, please remember to subscribe and leave a comment, review, or share something with us that you'd like to learn next. I love to hear from you. Again, I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and I'll see you right back here next week with a brand new episode of the How to Adult Show.